guys, we're in the middle of a pandemic and these are trying times. It's hard on our mental health, our mental state. And this is why I love our sponsor today, BetterHelp. They're the largest online counseling platform worldwide. They change the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, affordable access to licensed therapists. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone. It's brilliant. Sign up today. Go to betterhelp.com backslash solving healthcare and get 10% off sign up fees. COVID has affected us all, and with all the negativity surrounding it, it's often hard to find the positive. One of the blessings it has given us is the opportunity to build an avenue for creating change, starting right here in our community. Discussing topics that affect us most, such as racism in healthcare, maintaining a positive mindset, creating change, the importance of advocacy, and the many lessons we have all learned from COVID. If you or your organization are interested in speaking engagements, send a message to quadcast99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquadjo.ca. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quadjo Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Qualcast Nation, it is with an absolute pleasure that I'm bringing PhD and through, like, Knowledge dropper, <laughs> policy influencer, Irvin student to the table here. First of all, Irvin, welcome to the show. It's a real pleasure, Quadjo. And I thought you were talking about somebody else, so I was waiting for <laughs> for my introduction. Oh my goodness! So the re- the reason we we uh, we have Irvin on the show. So like, just uh, in terms of context, he's you know he's the mastermind behind the Institute for Twenty First. Century questions, and really the mastermind of of the science. We call it the the Canada Science and Policy Committee to exit the pandemic, and this is all about recovery. And he he approached me saying, like, we need to do something collectively as Canadians to really get us moving in the right direction. So I, I just wanted to get Irvin on to talk about why he brought this brought the this group together and what we're hoping to achieve. So maybe. Irvin, why don't we start with what were you seeing? Like, what was the real driver to, to get this group together? Well, first of all, Quadro, it's a real pleasure to, to be with you. And thanks for uh, sincerely on behalf of many Canadians, uh, young and old alike across the country, for your great energy over the last two years, it has felt for your friendship and collegiality. Thanks for having me. In truth, the the energy is, is mutual on this committee. What I see and what uh, what uh, you see, no doubt, is that we started the pandemic in 2020 in analytical terms as multiple solitudes. But the principal solitudes were that the medical community and the scientific community were at one end and the policy community across all the disciplines was at the other end. And in truth, the policy community until 2020 was largely illiterate in science. Scientists played very marginal roles in public policy. 
and have limited literacy to this day. But the policy community had very limited policy expertise and policy literacy, and it remained very weak in public policy across the systems. Now, in early 2022, as you and I have discussed on a number of occasions, we need to exit. We need to exit the pandemic uh, for reasons we'll discuss in part because other countries are exiting and in, other, uh, and in part because other systems are disintegrating, not least the public health system because the other systems are disintegrating. And we'll talk about some of those systems. So what I see on this, this Canada Science and Policy Committee to exit the pandemic is a marriage, a community of the communion of those two solitudes at last. Mm. The scientific and medical community come together with policy experts across the country, literally across the country. It will be a policy lead Science will feed into that amongst other disciplines, and we aim to exit. We aim to exit soon, practically, with energy, because the country's at stake. And we're uh, off balance hugely, and we have a duty. So I, I'm, I'm honored to work with you, my friend, as co-chairs on this committee. The committee is hugely impressive. It's across the country, all provinces, all territories, all regions, French and English, en anglais et en français, partout au pays. On, on, on vient ensemble afin de sortir de cette uh, tragédie, cette pandémie. This is great. And like, I, I think what I, I love about it, as you mentioned, it's policymakers and the scientific community coming together to, to try and have solutions, to, to, to really try and have, uh, create a, a framework for a path forward. And like, wh why do we need this so badly? Like, what, what really drove you to, to set this up? Well, I think, first of all, we needed. As you and I have discussed on multiple occasions, and as I mentioned just now, we need for practical purposes because everyone is tired, population is tired, government is doing its work, but is, I think, analytically in many cases confused, tired, demoralized. We need to help them analytically and also by providing some of the requisite energy as a, as a professional community and as advisors, as energizers to exit the pandemic. The, the pandemic really requires an energy push. One of the working theses of the or hypotheses of the pen, of the committee is not that we zombie out of this pandemic of one or two years from now, we kind of take the covers off. So what happened and we're out. It has to be the exact opposite. And so a lot of the pivots are counterintuitive. We need high, high energy because the pandemic collapsed many of our systems to very low energy equilibrium, starting with public health, then education. We're actually in, in the middle of about six or seven national crises of system. We need to, on the committee, and that's why we have such vast expertise, we need to exit all of them at the same time. The choreography is not just the pandemic and it's not just public health. If we think that narrowly, if we think that the pandemic is, and the exit is just ICU beds or that just the exit is all vaccines or masks, we're too narrow, too reductive and all the systems, including public health, no less, will collapse or disintegrate we could lose the country. And that happens throughout history. So we're coming across seven systems, and I'll, I'll just articulate them for your distinguished listeners. Public health broadly, of which the pandemic is a part. Education, massive catastrophe. It's a massive crisis, continues to be a crisis. The economy and business, institutions, national unity, the international space, um, the social fabric, and I'm missing one, I'm, I'm sure it will come to me in, in, in a second. So all of that in total requires an energetic choreography to, to exit. And we're going to be speaking to all of it. The pandemic over time becomes the minor 
crisis, and that is an intellectual and a policy exit. The other things require energy in order for the pandemic not to amplify, and the pandemic itself must be treated uh, at, on its face in the facts, uh, consistent with best practice, but also with what's happening uh, around the world. And I, I think the, the reason, you know, articulating it, the multiple sectors is so important because, you know, we've been very single focused throughout the, the pandemic. And I think this is probably why we are in the place that we are. Like when you have, when you see how it's impacted, you know, other sectors of health alone, but uh, economy, you know, um, the social, fa- like our, our, our kid, our, the ability to socialize the social norms, the uh, education, like all these have been drastically impacted by, by COVID. And, you know, to, to really think of a, a, a recovery, you know, this, the, all these, these factors need to be put into consideration. And this is what I love about the team. Like the, there's experts in all sectors that are so vital to our, our nation. And so like, I think the, the strategy of, you know, having multiple, not only policymakers and, and, and scientists, but also multiple sectors to be able to be so broad spectrum, but to be so, to encompass so much moving forward. So in terms of timelines, Irvin, like what, what, do, what do you, what's your dream? Like if you had a, the ability to look, look forward to where, what this group could achieve and, uh, like what kind of timelines do you think about? What kind of execution do you see in the future? Well, as you know, we're, we're starting our meetings this week. Mm-hmm. We're briefing out regularly. Uh, we're upping the, the, the media profile. We're going to be uh, very deliberate on vocabulary, deliberate on changing some of the analytical frameworks and some of the pivots before I get to timeline that are, that are essential for people to understand because a lot of the collapse in Canada is due to uh, a collapse in intellectual frameworks. We've reduced everything to a single moment, a single catastrophe. And as I said, in a country, the second biggest country on earth, as soon as you collapse six or seven systems, and even the pandemic to one or two metrics, you're in big trouble in the physical world. So we'll be moving from the episodic to systems thinking, low energy to high energy, um, capriciousness to stability. And we are, uh, from the abstract to the practical and the human. So we're really looking at the human context as well. And we're, we're going to be uh, reaching out to, to groups and experts around the country. I welcome, and I think you welcome as well, feedback from everyone. I'm on the phone regularly in emails and, and in, in chats with, with everyone, because one of the things that's been missing essentially in decision-making is everyone's in Zoom rooms. And no one is getting feedback to correct the mistakes of commission and omission, including the doctors. That's a tragedy because, in my view, the main legitimating factor of any democratic system is the feedback. As soon as you cut the feedback, we're no better than, than other systems in terms of legitimacy, and we're, in many cases, technically behind. So we need that feedback in our committee as well. We've already got the relationships. I see, to be honest, Quadjo, uh, I'm very aggressive on this. In the coming months, we're exiting as a, as a country. We're going to be feeding into that. We need to give the courage to decision makers to exit across the systems. The exit must be demonstrative. It must not be a low energy zombing out because as I mentioned, we collapsed into a low energy equilibrium. If we imagine that two or three months from now, all restrictions are removed as some people request, actually that's not good enough because we're still in a collapsed state. If you imagine that we remove all restrictions in the education sphere, we still have 200,000 kids not in any school at all across the country. 
And the content and quality and energy within the schools is too low, given the amount of education that's been missed and given the, given the world of tomorrow, which is that much more difficult. So we need high energy there. On the pandemic side, we need a much more intelligent parsing between uh, those that are acutely vulnerable, those are aged and comorbid, morbid, who over time, with, even with an endemic um, uh, situation, are, are vulnerable. But for the rest of the population, energy, energy, energy. And we need to address all of those conditions that have been unaddressed over the last two years, about which you spoke and continue to speak very eloquently. In the business and economic sector, if we remove all restrictions, we've still lost hundreds of thousands of businesses. So many people are either unemployed or not properly employed. You have business people that have lost capital, identity. Uh, we've got supply chain issues. It requires a very, very deliberate choreography across the systems. And that is an evolution in our thinking. But I think it's a thinking that would be welcomed by decision makers, both in public policy and the offers of offices of medical health, uh, because they're tired. Hmm. I hope people really appreciate this. Like, you know, one of the things that we I think uh, has led us to be in not an ideal spot with COVID is we've been really uh, like we we're not proactive. We're very responsive. Oh, we got this problem here. This is what we're going to do. As opposed to thinking about two or three months ahead about what we want, where we want to go. And this is the beauty of this, because if you think about the issues that we we just clearly delineated the kid, your kid's education, the economy, you know, all these things we can't just walk into and just expect everything to, to our kids to be back up to speed, the economy to be up, be up to speed. We need to proactively think of how we boost this, how we bring energy to the table, reinvigorate all these sectors because we'll be lagging, you know, and, and this is part of the recovery energy, proactiveness, thought, excitement. And this is what I'm hoping, this is why I got excited to jump on the train, Irvin. You know, like I, I truly think this is something that the country needs and could get behind. And and once again, this is this is holistic. It is looking at all sector, uh, key sectors, key sectors that were impacted directly from the pandemic. So, you know, like, let's do this. <laughs> well, Kwaja, we we're going to be really... Uh, uh, indebted for your energy and and that of a, a lot of the scientists in particular because the energy is so so fundamental and you bring huge energy and always optimism we need to get our young people dreaming again we need the human energy and when people hear us uh, you're distinctly i'm talking about human energy what people don't realize is when when there's a lockdown or a quarantine or even a restriction exercise government goes one way the society goes the other way they're all on Zoom rooms. And in the middle, you have this huge vacuum. The vacuum is that of human energy. And in the absence of human energy, we have disintegration of institutions. And that is what has happened. And government, unfortunately, uh, through, I think, intellectual collapse, has not compensated that energy. Because as soon as you isolate the society, you need to go all hands on deck to make sure that sick people are tended to, that the education systems don't collapse, you don't get your third bucket kids, that businesses don't disintegrate through want of capital and, and clients. You need to to flood it with energy that requires a certain posture, and we want to reinsinuate that posture. We'll provide some of that with the with the with the committee. I also want to stress for scientific colleagues, with the greatest respect, uh, the science side is extremely complex. It is weak naturally on public policy, which is has its own complexities, and the reverse is true. It's a policy lead, which means 
we're not following the science as a science experiment or as a research project that could last 100 years after which Canada will have disintegrated several times over. And it is also not, uh, as one Ontario colleague mentioned when they closed the schools, in my view, scandalously a couple of weeks ago, uh, the virus is in charge, we're not in charge. No, no, actually, it's a policy lead in all cases. It's a science input. Uh, the, the virus is a huge context. Uh, we're going to have to deal with it as other countries are, but it is holistically, it is synergistically, and we are tackling it from all angles on the committee, recognizing that uh, from the very start, Canada might be managed as seven or eight balls being juggled at the same time. The pandemic is one of them, or a one part of the ball. As you drop any of the balls, then the entire system is is at risk. And that, that's where we are. So when you get the balls back up, higher energy, optimism. And uh, might I add that the, that the kids are going to be a big part of that proposition. And they'll, they'll be key to reinsinuating some of the rhythm of our society. Amen. This is, I mean, the huge driver for me is our children. Huge driver. Their mental health, their physical health, their education. You know, this is, in my world, these are drivers to what leads people into the intensive care unit when they're lacking. And, uh, Massive driver for my involvement and uh, a huge fuel for me uh, personally. And I know you feel the same way about your uh, your three little ones. Not so little. I guess they're not so little anymore, right? Eh? They're still little. <laughs> I'm not so little anymore. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, any, any, anything left? Uh, any parting thoughts? Otherwise, well, I just want to I just want to uh, give a big shout out to your uh, listeners. A uh, Tous les Canadiens et toutes les Canadiennes partout au pays. Il faut sortir très bientôt. Uh, we will exit soon. We will exit demonstrably and demonstratively. That is to say, if I may be direct, at some point, the masks come off. We will take the measure of the situation. The masks come off. At some point, the passports go. And this, this is all best practices in countries that are that are exiting and it's and at some point we all get on the streets we go to restaurants we go play we need to hear the children have wonderful summers i need to hear the children educating educating learning learning because they have to prepare for a more difficult tomorrow and we've not done well by them so we have that mission so all of this requires a choreography uh when the dust settles we will find that there are many dark spots where we've we've really uh, miss the boat as a country, the committee, I hope we'll see things from 360 degrees. Let me just add a few things. We're nonpartisan. We're non-ideological, strictly practical. We are patriotic in the sense that we're coming together as Canadians, I think, leaders in our fields, in the scientific medical community and the professional communities to exit. It is a tragedy and that is disintegrating our country and we can't just be observers. So, I think that that is a felt mission. I think the timing is is very good, and I hope we have good news and and a, and a ready audience. I, I know it's gonna I know it's gonna be well received, and uh, thank you so much for involving all of us, uh, Irvin. I, I think this is tremendous leadership uh, that you've displayed throughout this pandemic. And those on podcast, those are listening live. This will, the podcast. This same podcast should be coming out on uh, hopefully by Friday, but uh, we really appreciate all the positivity, all the support, and we'll connect real quick. So thank you. Thank you, Guadalupe.